0: Hello, everyone. Happy holidays and welcome to Ask the Amigos. This is a show where we answer all of our Discord community's burning questions. And the first question comes from Paul, Bossman Harrington. Oh, my. He says, if you swapped bodies like in Freaky Friday, what would be the first thing you would do?
1: You want to go first, Boat?
0: Yeah, I know exactly what I do.
1: Yeah, that's it. Cough a lot. Yep, (laughs) (laughs) that's what I would do because I'd be sick.
0: I'd uh, slap on that KSP shirt, and then I'd go right. I'd I'd head right into Sam's. Yeah, and I'd just strut because people would look at you. I know how people look at you when you're wearing the the uh, the uh, the uniform of the law. Yeah, and then I'd figure out all the places that I could go to score that sweet sweet officer discount.
1: Yeah, yeah. I never wear that shirt in public ever.
0: See, because that's your first your, mistake. Well,
1: no, because here's this is a little inside baseball. There's some people out there that don't like the police. What? And, and they don't no. want to give you a discount. In fact, they want to screw with your food, for example, or mm. hate you, or you know, jab <laughs> nails into your tires so that you would be hosed. And I've got a better one anyway. If I was in a boat, first thing I'd be like, I'd call up beep and be like, hey, make me up a triple banquet, uh, baby. I'll be back in a little while. Then I'd, <laughs> I'd march over to the band room, you know, and I'd be like, all right, everybody, get your instruments up. We're going to play a special selection of uh music from King Diamond. And I'd go in there, and I'd play the most evil, satanic, death rock you could think of for the big show. And then when we beam back into the bodies, I'd make sure I timed it to where you had to stand there with the baton in your hand directly after the performance. That's, and then I would laugh. i laugh a lot.
0: It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. I like it.
1: Sadly, I've thought these through many times.
0: <laughs> well, so have I. You think that KSB thing was off the top of my head? <laughs> I too, Scooby. Is too, Scooby.
1: Asks. <laughs> I too, Scooby. That's what <laughs> Caesar said when Scooby stabbed him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is your favorite 80s expression of approval? For example, radical, awesome, tubular, etc.
1: I hated radical. The second someone said that they were a geek. Right there. Or Tubular. <laughs> that's another one. Or Grody the Max. Any of that Valley Girl garbage. Get that out. I was okay with Awesome. I'm going to go with Awesome.
0: I still say stuff is rad. I, never, I don't, like I don't say either. radical, though. But I say rad. That's pretty rad.
1: I mean, that's that's low end, but it's still better than Tubular. Yeah, Did, tubular, can you, imagine you, someone you can't saying use that?
0: tubular unironically. You know,
1: at Boat Fest, I'm going to say tubular at least 20 times. That's my goal this year.
0: Well, is to scooby asks a follow-up question. Oh, Have course. you ever unironically told someone to talk to the hand because the face is not listening?
1: Uh, yeah, Luke. I do that all the time, and he, he's furious when I do it. Furious. <laughs> That's why I do it.
0: I've never told anyone to talk to the hand. I've never understood how that works. Like... What do you, do you lift up your hand and then the hand becomes your head? No. And then are you allowed to like turn your hand as some sort of a puppet it's and like, like mimic the sounds of your voice?
1: Your hand is like a wall. So when a sucker's talking to you, you don't want to listen to me, you just put the wall up. Why don't you just say talk to is, the wall then? The rest Get of you the is hand doing something else because it's not really a wall, Boat, is the point. It's symbolic of a wall or a uh, you know, a shield.
0: Living in our times is hard. No. Like you have to understand lots of things like that. It's weird. David Cavalieri asks: Here's an important question, guys. Name: Cocoa Pebbles or Fruity Pebbles? What do you think?
1: I'm not a big fan of either, if I'm honest. Uh, uh, I'm a raisin brand guy. It's the truth, or or like something with bananas in there, like bananas.
0: I despise Fruity Pebbles. I think they taste like garbage.
1: I would probably go with the cocoa as well. Yeah,
0: I love Cocoa Pebbles. I'll tell you what I do: Cocoa Pebbles are all most cereals are like this but cocoa pebbles especially so you got to eat those bad boys fresh you got to pour the milk on and before you even finish pouring the milk you got to have a spoon in your other hand just shoveling it into your face but what i do is i get a big mouthful of cocoa pebbles and then i suck the milk out from in between making a weird vacuum and then the sort of like cluster of partially (laughs) soggy cocoa pebbles i enjoy at my leisure
1: you know <laughs> TMI for starters. Secondly, you know one thing that makes me mad about something like a cocoa pebbles, all those chocolatey cereals. Remember that gimmick on the commercials? Turn your milk to chocolate milk. That's a right. lie. That does not happen. It makes your <laughs> milk brown. Brown it milk brown. It's like the C sixty four version of your milk, but it's not chocolate milk and the rest of what you said. I'm glad at least you swallowed what you sucked the milk oh, out of. Oh, yeah. As opposed to just letting it drop back <laughs> in the bowl. It then becomes
0: like chewing tobacco at that point, where you got your spit cup.
1: That's that's a quote that's going to live on long after you're gone, <laughs> what you just said.
0: Benz asks, Last night, Ka- Ka- Karamvir, I apologize for mispronouncing your significant other's name, Benz, made an impromptu visit to the pub. And are both feeling slightly worse for wear this morning. What is your go-to hangover cure?
1: First of all, what was the name again? Try that again.
0: Caramvir. Uh-huh. I think it's caramvir.
1: That's a that's a uh, dark, mysterious name. Right. It is for your wife. That's 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 pretty cool. Now, with all that said, I've had a few hangovers about <clears throat> the number one way you get rid of these things is you have a good old fashioned puke the night mm-hmm. before and mm-hmm. that'll take it usually sets you up for the next day where you're okay but there's been a few times where i've had uh, you know a few too many you know and really i've never found like some people like say aspirin you know will do it something like that i will say my buddy at work he's got this gimmick he orders he always has the same thing at the bar vodka with water and I don't mean on the side. I mean, they, he takes a cup and pours half of it full of vodka and then waters it down. Oh, my gosh. He that's waters nasty. down all of his drinks, he says, because the water keeps you from getting hung over.
0: Yeah, but like, you just drink the water separately. No. Like, I understand having a couple drinks than drinking a water. That's but... not
1: how he won't do it that way. He okay. has to pour the water in there with the vodka. So he actually waters out his own stuff. And I tell him, like, listen, the bar takes care of that for you. He's like, no, <laughs> no. he So, so that's, that's his gimmick. What do you got?
0: When If I've had a little bit too much to drink, then I'll take two (laughs) aspirin and I'll drink literally like 40 ounces of water. Oh, yeah. You know, I'll drink like two bottles of water and that usually does it. If I have drank way too much, there's no hope. I mean, you got to puke. You puke before you go to bed. And then you feel awful the whole day next day, no matter what. Remember
1: that big show me and you and Brent did that we didn't show, and then mm-hmm. you called me the next night, the rest that later that evening, and you were destroyed. Like yeah. a night like that, where I mean, you've went and we've been together on a few of those where you just went T totally over the edge. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that a couple of aspirin and a couple waters go take no, care of that. That's not
0: going to do it. That's not going to do. It. There's nothing that that heals that wound but time. Yeah, and dumbness. All right. Next up is Christian Russell. he asks, do you watch any eSports?" And normally, he also asks do you what do you think of eSports and is there a future for it?"
1: normally I would laugh and point to whoever asked that and say you nerd but I do I have here recently I guess this counts I've been watching some competitive fighting game stuff. Because mm-hmm. these guys are on, like, a separate level. You know what I mean? Right. And, and I and I don't think this counts, but I will also will catch an occasional speed run. uh. uh, uh so I, I guess that's sort of like, I mean, but there could be a sport around it. Do I see it catching on? Yeah. And the, the reason I do is uh, my generation doesn't care that much about it. But, like, Luke Luke would probably watch something like that. He'd probably could get into that. It's going to take the esports people a while to like browbeat their way into your brain you know it's like what all sports do but they may pull it off what do you think
0: uh i think that there's a possibility but it's going to depend on the next generation people younger than us and possibly even two generations because what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to convince people to have the same sort of affiliation to an esports team that they have to a traditional you know, meat world sports team, um, and that is a difficult thing to do. Also, esports is like compared to say like the NFL, esports is completely and utterly totally corrupt all the way from the bottom of the top. Really, um, esports yeah. is? Oh yeah, yeah. You should read like. Is all it worse these than FIFA? Like, be, well, it, you know, it, if, if we're just looking at like the 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 sport as a whole versus say like professional soccer everything about it like the way that these teams are constructed to the way that sometimes they'll throw matches to the way that they i mean like there's been tons of great exposés on like start professional starcraft teams and stuff like that that's just it's super interesting but it leads you to think that like any sort of major advertiser is going to shy away from that because they don't want to broadcast, you know, fake stuff. I mean, they've they've already got wrestling for that. They don't need it for eSports. You
1: know, when you talk about eSports becoming a success, and you compare, of course, now granted, you did compare it to the most popular thing in the country when you compared it to the NFL. You didn't compare it to, like, I don't know, the USFL or something where it might have a chance. But do you ever see a scenario where uh, eSports, there'd be some geeks at some monitors and they're like on the field and there's like huge stadium full of people in the states that are that's, cheering our, that, br- that's with with already banners. here
0: that's that already happens
1: where there's a like stadium everywhere. full of people in america there's, yeah
0: there's esports there's dedicated esports arenas that were that are purpose-built for that
1: my god that is that i mean it just seems so but dumb. The, the
0: thing is it's still so infinitesimally small compared to traditional physical sports, I wonder if they we...
1: charge to get into these things.
0: Yeah, of course they do.
1: I mean, look. Okay, now again, I'm not trying to be facetious here. I'm being legitimately serious when I say this. You're John Boat of Car Schaller. You're a player, all right. Would you pay money to go watch this stuff?
0: No, like, because I don't like any of the sports that are popular in East.
1: What if they were? What's a game you really like? Would you, is there a game you could think of that you would go pay to see somebody play that you I mean, weren't like, playing?
0: Would I go to see? No, no. I'm just going to tell you straight up. There's not. There's I not mean, a there's, game that I care about that much. The
1: one thing about it is, and this is nothing against the esports people, but like if you go to see like everything from the NFL to wrestling to monster trucks, you're seeing a event unfold before you. It's a live, tangible thing. You know, it's not like a film. This somehow, this is an arena sport that's sort of like a film where you just sort of watch it and you there's it's. It's on a screen in front of you. It's not like so. It's it's a weird. thing. Well, when it's you like,
0: go when, when you watch a professional football game, unless you've got great seats, you're essentially doing the same thing. You're watching the jumbotron.
1: But I mean, there's still action on the field. Then that does make a difference, you know, to me at least. Maybe I don't right. know. This whole thing is esports on a grand scale to me because I've seen what's going on in Korea with all the stadiums full of people and the StarCraft, and I'm always like, man, that's that's just crazy. So the fact that that could happen here. It's
0: already happening here. Like I said, it's just a question of degree. Like, do I think that esports will ever become bigger than um, than professional sports like professional baseball, football, basketball, hockey? No, I don't. Straight up, I don't think that it has that kind of legs. But it has a niche just like a billion things that the internet culture has birthed have a niche.
1: So like a Disney so it could compete with say something like a Disney on Ice, for example.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or okay. Sesame Street Live, do, do something like that. These things
1: tour? Is that what, yeah. okay.
0: Well, I'm sure that they I'm sure there there's a circuit, I'm sure there is.
1: I'm going to look into this and I'm going to report back, Boat.
0: Okay, sounds good. Um next is, oh, I flipped over to the wrong tab. Oddly enough. Uh, let's see here. We have uh, David Z. He says, what was your favorite Christmas present this year? Well, um,
1: I haven't opened any my gifts yet, so I don't know yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Dave. Ask next month. Yeah. Uh, Pajako6502 asks, the zombie apocalypse has happened, and you all have to defend yourself. All, all you have to defend yourself with is your retro gaming collection. What system or peripherals are you going to use to take out the undead?
1: Well, you want something big and, and and heavy, but something you could grasp, and probably something you don't care that much about, right? Um,
0: if so, it's a zombie apocalypse, I don't care about any of my gaming peripherals. That's
1: true, but still, you start to t- take into account the sturdiness of the item and how much damage you could do with it. Do you have a thought?
0: Yeah. Anything old, the older the better, because back in the day, they built stuff heavy, yeah. And you can kill suckers with it. Like this Model M keyboard for the IBM, the original PC that I'm looking at. Yeah. This thing weighs 15 pounds. Yeah. You I got take it, you attach that to the cord that comes with that thing, the telephone cord, and you just it's like a flail. You just lasso and then bam, killer.
1: You know, I'm an old softy, so I would have to do the old Jeff Jarrett. I've got some of these right here in the corner, I've got some of these plastic guitars, you know, from rock band. You could probably you could probably light somebody up with one of these things. Because I've got one. It's made of wood, you know. Like it was an expense, but I got it like Goodwill. So I I would probably use the, the, the guitar. That's where I would mm-hmm. use. That's okay. retro gaming related.
0: Um David Hearn Ryder asks, What Christmas theme games Oh, okay. So yeah, uh David, this uh, all Christmas questions we're gonna push to next month. So please ask your Christmas questions for January. Yeah. Um Pajako sixty five oh two asks Holy cow, it's 5 p.m. on Christmas Eve, and you've forgotten to buy the other ARG members' gifts this year. Are you giving them one of your beloved retro treasures? And if so, what? Or is it a quick dash to the gas station? I'll tell you what, Pajaco. In 2008, I went to Akihabara and I bought a ton of games, and I am still giving out those games as Christmas presents to this day.
1: Yeah. I've given I've given consoles away that I hadn't planned on giving as gifts, several times actually. In fact, I've given both at least one. By that I, uh there was this uh, uh was it a Christmas gift? I'm trying to remember. I, I can't remember if it was a Christmas gift, but like the 7800, I was mm-hmm. just one day. I was like, why do I have two of these? This is dumb. Why do I have all these extra cards? Both can enjoy these, so I gave you that. You know, and I guess you still have it. And Boat also has given me some great stuff, the uh, XEGS here, for example. Uh, so uh, I think console stuff are great. Now, if it's the last minute, yeah, you know, I'd give stuff. Uh, I would give retro gaming stuff away uh, because, listen, uh, I've got a crap load of this stuff, and I like having it. Don't get me wrong, but, I mean, it, you can't be a selfish jerk. Plus, lots of people have given us stuff, and so if I was hard up against it, You know, software, I've given out box software and uh, stuff just to give it to people since I wanted to give them a nice gift uh, because, uh, you know, we've been very fortunate. People have been very kind to us, so I I don't really have a problem with, like, sharing the wealth, Boat, not to sound magnanimous. Especially
0: the older I get, the more I just want to give everything I have away, so.
1: Boat occasionally just gets rid of stuff that's great and important. And yeah. I'll be like, hey, what happened to that boat? And he'll be like, I mean, I've got to watch him. I've got to watch him because he'll trash <laughs> stuff. I can't tell you the number of times I've caught him getting rid of stuff. that like, I was like, you can't do that. You can't do that. And because boat just goes, he goes nuts occasionally and wants to get rid of everything like, like a monk or something. Mm. It's usually after those monkey visits I'd wager.
0: That's true. Uh, I Is2Scooby asks, how old were you when you learned that Santa Claus was not real?
1: He's not? I no, I uh, you know the boy still believes. Uh, even to he, he tells you he still believes. No, he does. He told me he had a conversation with some kids at school, and he was he was back in the, the Saint Nick. Mm. You know, because these guys were and these guys were jerks. Um, no one ever told me. I you know much like him, I heard rumors and stuff that wasn't real. And then eventually, I just I just went away. Like I no one ever told me anything about it. Mm-hmm. I just stopped.
0: Yeah, when I was in, I think I was in sixth grade, so I was about the boy's age when uh when my dad sat me down and he's like listen and i i still remember in fact he brought this up the other day uh because i've got two siblings and i don't know how it worked with them but he said like you cried when you found out and i remember crying not because it wasn't real but because i felt betrayed by my father that like i'd been i had been told a lie for all these years you know there's because he always he went all out he I'd get like letters from Santa where he'd tell me he's like I'm watching you, you know, all this stuff. Oh man. I, Your dad would just say
1: Santa likes some sort of like a uh uh behavior. That's right. Thing. That's right.
0: So I felt, you know, I I just the feeling of being lied to by by my dad. Like that's that's stuck with me. And so like I'm not completely sure that if I had a kid, I would go down the whole Santa path at all just because it was so traumatic for me.
1: I will never say ever i'll never say mm. i don't i don't care i've heard that i've heard that uh before what you just said and some people you know everybody's got the different thing yeah man in this day and age hold on to it as long as you can that's the way i look at it I, part of me thinks it's really cute mm-hmm. uh and it, i mean i know the time the clock's ticking brother uh, but right. uh, i'm just gonna let it let it ride
0: um let's see uh our next question uh is comes from Lobsterminator when he says how old were you when you first became Santa Claus
1: um, I have I have been him before you know, does he mean like dress like him, or is there something so symbolic here?
0: I that that is the question.
1: I have I have dressed as the, uh, the of course you know anytime you're a big maybe he guy, means how
0: old were you when your hair turned gray and you became extremely fat and jolly?
1: Oh, young, That's was pretty young then. i right. well, I mean <laughs> I you know it, I do have share a lot of Santa's qualities. You do you know I, I dye the beard, unlike Santa, but otherwise uh, we're right there. And no, I've I've played him a few times over the years, Christmas parties a couple times. Uh, I've, I now you played just last year. Yeah, and this year yeah, too. Yeah, last right? last year
0: was my first time dressing as Santa Claus when uh I gave all the kids. They all wore a, you go to Dollar Tree and you buy like thirty or forty of those reindeer antler headbands. Yeah, and they put those on and hey, you have the, the Christmas performance.
1: The Dollar Tree is there any better place for the holidays? than the Never. Dollar Tree. Oh, now the they, the prices got jacked up, but I love mm. that thing.
0: All right. Uh, next is um. Let's see. Uh Packbelly asks, at midnight you're scheduled to be executed for a crime you didn't commit. What do you order for your last meal?
1: Go ahead, Bode because you're a real foodie.
0: I think I'd go Italian. I think I'd get I'd get like uh like a tour of Italy, like at Olive Garden, but like a lot better than like the what you get at Olive Garden. But have like lasagna, chicken parm, and alfredo, big salad, breadsticks. And some nice dessert, tiramisu for dessert.
1: I'm going to tell you what the problem with this is. And, and, and I went to, I, this week I went to like six prisons. This is a big week, right? I was, And in a lot of those prisons, they were in the midst of having lunch. Mm-hmm. Okay? And the one thing I've learned, and this is no offense to the fine folks that work in the kitchens at these prisons, but the food is not good. They have limited they have limited ability to make good food, and so the question would hinge on: Is it the food coming from the prison, or they're gonna bring it in? Because if they're if it's coming from inside that prison, I'm gonna order something real simple, you know, because they can't botch it, or and because there's the the food stinks.
0: Now, mm-hmm.
1: if they're gonna let me get something from outside the prison, listen, you you nailed it there with the. Uh, with the Italian, because I'm a big fan of the Italian stuff, so I'd probably get you know, like you go to like uh, Fazzoli's you get like the classic sampler. Mm-hmm. I'd want like the better version of that, you know, right. like a, a big meal, and then what I I would get like a dessert, and I'd get them, I would make them go back in time and get me a couple fudgies from the old Mister Donut. That's the I thing was reading popular.
0: an article in a magazine one time about death row. And uh, people talk about, uh, you know, the the last meal, and they really don't realize that you 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 don't actually get what you want. Like if you ask for a lobster, they'll give you fish sticks. Like they'll give you something that approximates what you want, but they're not they're not bringing in the five star Michelin chef to give some guy on death row their last meal.
1: Yeah, because they're gonna kill you, you know, and also. You know, bad things can happen if you're like mega full. I've heard, but that's a whole Mm. that's a whole different story. Mm. Listen, Death Row, no good. Don't go. No good. Yeah, no
0: good. Um, I is two Scooby asks Ginger or Mary Ann.
1: (laughs) Mary Ann, brother, are you kidding me? I'm a farm girl type. Ginger, I'd go with. She'd be hard to deal with, and also you got to listen. She's tough. She's had all the best stuff. She's been with all the best people. You know, she's been with all the movie stars, and you're just a schlub. Right. Marianne lived out in the sticks on a farm. I could her. I understand. I could deal with her. She'd never done that. to been nowhere. You got a chance. You can't live up to the expe- expectations that Ginger is going to have for you. Plus, yeah. I always thought Marianne was just hotter. But that's just me.
0: Um, Chris Folds asks, what's your favorite Christmas movie?
1: <sighs> well, listen, I hate to say it, but it's, Christmas Story is my favorite Christmas movie. I watch. I love it.
0: I love it. Now they've. It's great.
1: I will say they've beat it to the ground, and I haven't watched it for the last couple years because I'm trying to not not like it, you know. But they've played it. They're it's on, and it it's been talked about ad nauseum. So, but Mm -hmm. I do love it. I love every part of it. I love I love the sentimental uh, aspects of it. I like the setting, the time period. I love all that stuff. Great, great film.
0: Yeah, I mean that's my that's my favorite too. Yeah. Um, Although I will say that um, you know there's 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 three I always watch every year without fail. It's Christmas Story, Rudolph, and Charlie Brown Christmas.
1: Oh yeah. If we're going into that, I'll I'll, I'll have to say that the uh, the uh, Jeremy Brett Sherlock Holmes the Christmas special that was awesome. So good. That's on the Discord
0: they were talking about a series of Christmas ghost story programs.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was actually I brought that up on the stream last night. Actually, I'd like to watch
0: those. That seems like something that uh, I enjoy. I believe
1: the guy's name was uh, M.L. Shmilon. No, no, would you stop with that? It's funny because I, I someone posted that now. I can't remember who it was, but it was he, he. does a series. They did a series of his ghost stories. Somebody M.R. James. Thank you, Mitzi. I'm, I think you're the one he brought up. Look, look into him, Boat. And his uh, his has been reproduced by the BBC countless times in the 70s and 80s. You should really check that out tonight i'm going to be watching some of this stuff to get myself in the spirit i like a nice christmas ghost story i don't like some kind of violent slaughter fest i want something more like traditional ghost story
0: right right me too uh paul aka Hermsky asks leg or breast man oh and i'm talking about chickens and turkeys
1: um you know i like it i like the old leg uh, myself I, I, and it's funny because in this house no one else does i'm Really, I get, the, I get the leg every time, so you know. Yeah, that's, it, I am.
0: Uh, eep, eep doesn't care for the legs either, and so I get the legs most of the time. But I, there's really no part of a chicken or a turkey that I'm gonna, I'm not gonna devour. I'm right there with I you. I love it all.
1: Yeah, it's good eating. I could go Mr. For one of those right now.
0: Mr. Dave six three zero nine asks, which fictional video game world would you like to vacation in?
1: Well, the dead or alive extreme bitch volleyball world has its charms. What about you?
0: Uh, probably the Wii Sports World, like especially like the Wii Sports Resort World, like that. There's there's a lot of fun things to do there.
1: That's true, and, or even like the place where they film Pilot Wings. That's a, yeah. a pretty nice place. Go yeah. driving around in a plane, you know, mm-hmm. that'd be all right.
0: Uh, Pajaco six five zero two asks, Have you ever eaten a mince pie?
1: <laughs> Clearly not, since I didn't know what one was in one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: My first mince pie was served to me by the one and only Pixels of Dawn at uh, Amiga Ireland 2019, and I loved it.
1: Yeah, Pixels, by the way, nice set of pipes. He sang oh, us yeah. in on the, on the Amigos this week.
0: Uh, Benz has a good question. What video games remind you of Christmas's past?
1: <clears throat> video games that remind me of Christmas. they Mostly Cocoa stuff, if I'm honest. Because I've told this story many times, but my favorite all-time gift was a disk drive for my Cocoa. And so I it opened up a whole world of games, like hundred games probably that I could play, and so pretty much all the old games that I had on the Coco, I got them all at once, you know, because I'd had the discs sitting around waiting for the the disc drive, you know. So stuff like uh, Donkey King and uh, uh, the all the the Tron knockoffs and all the knockoff games that we've enjoyed would would be right in there, you know, because they were that was what I had, and, and they were great to play. So when I think I think Christmas memories for video games. Those are the things that pop into my head. It's the old Coco stuff. What about you?
0: Uh, for me, it's Japanese role-playing games because, you know, I would never get video games from my parents for Christmas. Well, not never, but rarely. Um, and, uh, but I would always get some money, you know, from relatives or whatever. And I would always take that money and I would go to Babbage's at the mall and, and I would spend, and these are you know these games are expensive games like seventy five or eighty bucks on things Oof. like Final Fantasy three, Chrono Trigger, really. And yeah. I would play that one game for the whole calendar year until the next year would roll around. So uh, I got my money's worth out of those games.
1: Christmas is a good time to get a game like that too, because you get the days off. You can that's really, right. You can luxuriate yourself and de- lose yourself down in that world. Mm-hmm. You know, so I could. I mean, again, they're not my bag, but I could absolutely see why getting those games right around Christmas time would be great there's there's something about gaming around this time of the year. You know, today's a good example. Here we set boats. It's Arctic Circle City outside. There's wind's howling. The doors are froze. It's like one degree outside. And once we get done filming these shows... I'm going to get off here, give me something to eat, and I'm going to load up some games, brother, because that's what you do. you get nothing else to do. Watch old shows, play video games. And when you've got nothing else to do and nowhere else to be, it's a great feeling. It's when a great feeling. When you're a busy feeling. person, it's the best. And the mm-hmm. fact that I've got all this stuff here. I looked around my room last night. I was like, I could play all this stuff finally. i got 10 days off. It's going to be great. And that's the best thing about the holidays.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Barkbit asks, what tune... Makes you do a duck face and push the pedal to the metal.
1: Oh man! Well, the first one that comes to mind, and this is hokey again. I hate to give these hokey answers, but Sammy Hagar. I can't drive 55. I remember that used to get. I would. <laughs> I delivered pizza, and that song would come on, and I would. I would purposely hit the gas and drive as fast as I could. I love that song. I like the premise of the song, so that's what that comes to my head.
0: You know, I, I rarely look at these questions in advance. Yeah. And most of the time stuff pops in my head. But I honestly like I know there are songs that fit this category and I just can't think of like a good drive and like hard drive and drive song.
1: Buck mentions know. one to chat Radar Love from Golden Earring. That's great. But I actually prefer the White Lion version. It's a little, it's a little speedier uh, than the than the uh, than the Golden Air. But that's another great one. There's a lot. If you play Rock Band, you'll come across a million of these things. Mm. You know, uh, Ace of Spades stuff like that, where you just want to slam the car into something. You know right. but that that, that I always like that. But we listen <laughs> to right off a bridge. Yeah, you listen to I mean I don't know what you, what are you listening to in the car? I mean you could be listening for anything from like bambi to easy jazz. What are you hearing in the car? Yeah, well
0: I mean well, a lot of the times when I'm driving I want to be relaxed. I don't want to be super intense when I'm driving because there's enough idiocy going on that that I want to be relaxed. Yeah. Um but when I think about like something that's more up tempo, like the first Boston record, I'll put that on oh, sometimes man. on a road trip. Hey,
1: that's a oh man, it's a good record. Holy boy, yeah. that's a good choice. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, most of the time, I'm not listening to music in the car anymore. There's also yeah, that. It's, um,
0: I, I'm 90% podcast. I'll, I'm the
1: same exact way. Mm. now. And, and if I am listening to music, it's stuff like the C64 show where they have nothing but C64 tunes. They're like mm. every month, it's a new set of tunes. I like listening to those in the car. Some of those will get you pumped up, too. Oh, yeah. Somebody fire Absolutely. up blood money or something. I'm ready to go. Kill a guy.
0: Uh, Next up, we got David Ryder. He says, Aaron, is there a game... He- uh, you or would like to take great delight in beating Boat in? Same same question for you, Boat. So is there a game you would like to take delight in, in beating me in?
1: You know, I love – by the way, I played this on the uh, A500 Mini, first game I always play, which you know what it is, TV, sports, basketball. I love that game. And actually, me and Boat played that on the show one time, and he beat me. I, it was so humbling. I've never gotten over it because that's my game. <laughs> And I love and Bo never played that game. Mm-hmm. And so I love that game. So i w I'm not gonna lie, I would like to take him down a peg or two at that game. And, but the problem is me and Boat, it's funny, we're uh we do play sort of different games sometimes. Sometimes we like the same stuff. But Bo, uh we don't it's not like you're a big sports game or anything, are you? I mean, right. just, yeah, you're more right. of
0: a lot of the games that we both enjoy playing are not uh, competitive multiplayer games. Now, I mean, there are tons of games, like, for example, that I think it would be fun to compete against you uh, with. But I mean, like, for example, like, I would love to beat you in Donkey Kong, but that will never happen because you're way better at yeah. me that. But I think there are other games... Like maybe zookeeper, maybe maybe we could have a, a pretty competitive match in that.
1: You know, one thing I like it, it, uh, here's the 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 uh, uh, the big deal, and it is when we get together because we see I see Boat almost every week in person. You know, today's an exception, but normally we see each other in person at least once a week. Last week we saw each other at a party, and uh, but whenever we get together, we're almost always recording the entire time. And so it's very rare that if, if Boat maybe sticks around for an, uh, a Friday night disaster, service, that we get to play any games together. That's why it's so special when we do those amigathons and stuff. Like when me and you and Brent played World Games, for example. It's one of my all time, and the gymnastics part and the and the, and the cliff diving. I love, or even playing something like a Kickstart Two or something or Kickoff Two. I love getting together and play. I wish we had more time to do it, but it's hard enough to get together once a week to do the shows, much less getting together just to screw around. There was a time when we got to do it back when we played the 3DO and stuff, but we're pretty busy these days.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, You know what? I just thought of my song. Uh, While you were talking and I was not listening to you, I thought of my song. I get that a lot. um, so uh, it's uh, it's that Don Henley song, Um, "Boys um, of Summer." Yeah, yeah, that's to me. Like when I hear that, that's when I. Meow, meow, meow. That's when I put the pedal to the metal, baby.
1: Is it because you hate Don Henley and the Eagles? No, was, okay. actually, I
0: do kind of hate the Eagles, but I like. You're that gonna song. be like
1: the dude. <laughs> the dude <Yeah>. hated it.
0: <laughs> I, I, um, yeah, that's the a good Eagles, song though. I like. Yeah, that I song. do. I, I like that song a lot. Okay. Anyway, we move on. We move on to. Um uh, jazz dog he says you want to leave Santa Claus four gallons of milk to go with a plateful of cookies you leave on Christmas Eve Jeez. You only have a three gallon bucket and a five gallon bucket. How do you measure out four gallons?
1: Well, four gallons I guess we're feeding the reindeer too. yeah so this is one of those questions you get on the Scantron. Test. This is
0: again, it's like the wolf the 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 the, the weaver and the sheep. You know which yeah. one do you leave on the shore
1: well you got it would say a five gallon bucket a three gallon bucket right mm-hmm. right so you you fill up the five gallon bucket right and then you pour that into the three gallon bucket that means you got three gallons and two gallons then you pour out half what's in the five gallon you got four gallons
0: you know what I do you just fill the five gallon bucket almost all the way up to the top
1: what you're just gonna waste the milk that's you not just eyeball it, it. You know, what you need is a trough for this yeah. sort of amount of milk. Yeah. I'm too cheap to be giving away. I love Santa, but milk's expensive. Four gallons of milk, that's a lot of money right there. You're talking 20, Are 25 Are you a big
0: bucks. milk guy? We've never really talked about that before.
1: I do. You know, when I live by myself, it was I, I used to drink tons and tons of skim milk, tons mm-hmm. of it, and, and because it's better for you, you know. Mm-hmm. I love milk, but here at the, uh, at the Chateau, tree always has me get the boy whole milk that's mm. what he drinks right mm. now i'll drink whole milk you know or two i'll drink any of it but i you know i can drink i can drink skim just as easy yeah but I'll, i do like milk i don't drink as much as i i could but i do like it
0: you're you're not a fan of the, the sort of new trendy um other sorts of milk like oat milk or almond milk
1: oh no that's good stuff i've got some in the fridge right now it keeps forever
0: We've I am t- exclusively drinking the almond milk and have been for a long time. I mean I love it's it. good, isn't it? And the thing yeah. is
1: you could just like it doesn't go bad, right? right. We've right. got a ton of it up at the old camp. You know, mm. you could just Yeah, it's a good place yeah. for
0: it. Mr. Rocket asks, There have been many overhyped and underperforming failures in the history of vis- video games and systems. That's true. In your opinion, which game, system or technology promised the most but delivered the least?
1: promised the most but delivered the least.
0: I will go with the early um uh, multimedia CD-based consoles. And I group the 3DO um the uh the the other thing, the CDi, all all of those, all of those multimedia uh you know uh set-top box CDTV. game consoles together. CDTV, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, they uh, well the thing is they delivered a lot of what they promised. I mean, people didn't care, but they did deliver CD content on your television. They delivered it, you know. Uh, When I have to think about something that promised the most and delivered the least... I'm I'm going back to my Rolodex of, of crappy ARG machines that I've tried out. The one that comes to mind right immediately i hate to say it, but i could always pick on it. it's it's the jag the jag brother because yeah. this game th- this machine there were a lot of
0: promises made around the Jag.
1: <laughs> yeah and, and also i mean and i could also well i would get myself in trouble if i said the other one but the jag see britt said the same thing look at that great minds the jag has multi-processors uh, and they just picked the processor to use that they knew how to program for and didn't even bother with the new ones, which is 68,000. That's why you get so many Amiga ports and stuff and weird games. They just did a poor job. Another one that comes to mind uh, when I think about uh, that sort of failure is uh, is the uh, the old Halcyon, which I don't think ever got released. This was the LaserDisc-based console Mm -hmm. that was going to play space ace and stuff i was really excited about that and it didn't it never really got out of out of the out of the box it was just i think they released like a couple hundred and that was it so that's another one i think of but i mean that one that one promised a ton and delivered zero whereas the jag promised a lot and delivered a little so there those are my two entrants there
0: um yeah, I think those are all. Those are all great. Christian Russell asks, "What's your favorite British band that isn't the Stones, the Beatles or Mark Morrison?"
1: Hmm. Gosh. Jeez, that's a tough question, isn't it? right, you're a big music guy. Go ahead. Nick Drake. <clears throat> I don't know who that is.
0: He's a Well, he's not really a band, he's a singer. Uh-huh. But uh he's my favorite British guy that isn't one of those three.
1: Oh geez. I love Jethro Tull an awful lot.
0: Or yes, yes is actually the answer because that's a band. Yes, you could,
1: we, you could pick more than one because I'm going to. Okay, uh, I'm going to say Jethro Tull. right? right, they're awesome. I'm also going to uh to say, uh God, I mean, because this isn't even fair because you have got to start thinking about all the bands you like that are breached. There's a zillion of them that are great. I like The Cure. Uh, man, yeah. if you want the truth, I like listen. Them too. I'm
0: not gonna lie to you. Eighty percent of my favorite bands are British. Yeah, and that's a shoot.
1: I believe it. I believe it. You know, uh, there's tons of great uh, Brits. You know, I, I, but but oh, you know, uh, ELO uh, would be number one. That's I didn't even one. know they
0: were British. Jeff Lynn's British. I've yeah. never heard him utter a word.
1: Yeah, he's British. Oh yeah, mm. he's super British. So it'd be so it'd be ELO, Jethro Tull. Uh, and then you've got, uh, 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 there's a lot of other guys back there. <laughs> a lot of band, a lot of great bands.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, Bell and Sebastian, they're British. I think Scotland counts as British. Um, there's a uh, course there's. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of like my favorite bands of all time that aren't British. Um, and there's, there's really not. I mean, I'd say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um the cure is great um i just bought uh a blu-ray audio uh anniversary edition of skylarking by xtc uh one of my favorite that's one of my favorite albums of all time though i'm not huge on xtc as a band but anyway yes there's tons of them tons queen Queen. another another great yeah black sabbath the people are naming them there's
1: so many good ones but i am going to stick i will say I could definitively say that ELO is right up there for me, number one. Yeah,
0: for for me, band-wise, yes. All right, final question, Aaron. If you were suddenly arrested for no reason and your face was flashed all over the news, what would your family and friends assume that you did?
1: Oh, it would be some sort of computer crime. I would wager. <laughs> I would say <laughs> probably they'd probably call in my tab for all those years that I bootleg stuff on eBay. You know, because that my mom knew about that. Uh, uh, you know, so I would say probably knowing me like, and that's and the thing is, you know how your parents are—the little trifling things you did that you know you're never going to get in trouble for—they <clears throat> assume it's the biggest crime of the century, and you're going to go. Mm-hmm.
0: You're gonna get caught, really go to hell, hard time. And so
1: my mom knew. Event eventually, she figured out that I was like uh, a uh, Rob Flecko hair level th- super thief when it comes to like piracy. So she, that would they would assume that's what it would be for. What it would actually be for is I would probably hit a breaking point with somebody and just pummel them. That's probably what would happen, or push them off a cliff or something because sometimes people really irritate me you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so i don't because i'm not i'm not the kind of guy that would commit most crimes but i do have a a a ceiling on how much i could take and then i you know there you go what about you
0: probably just for caring too much
1: oh are you kidding me boat try again (laughs)
0: <laughs> no I mean obviously uh if a teacher gets arrested most of the time it's because they've done something inappropriate with a student yeah but so, don't go
1: down that road
0: I mean like if I mean like if you if if somebody just sees that a teacher's arrested that's what they automatically assume um I think you know as far as like illegal things that I've done that uh, I could possibly be arrested for maybe some you know um I don't know I mean yeah piracy maybe. Um, or actually you know what like I could definitely be busted legitimately for like making endless Xerox copies of band music for kids because all that is illegal like we have a class set of like uh, pop tunes from the 2020s and like the kids love that because it's all Taylor Swift and stuff and I'm not going to buy like a book like for each kid so I just have one book and I make copies out of that book so like that's totally illegal they, they can call me that. in for that tomorrow
1: Hey, have you heard the new Taylor Swift album, by the way?
0: No, what's it's your, good. What's your
1: opinion on Taylor Swift?
0: Not really heard anything other than shake it off.
1: I'd like to hate her because she's mm-hmm. overhyped and she's everywhere. But I heard I heard the new album and I, I kinda dug it. There's a couple songs that I really like. I don't hate Taylor Swift. I gotta g give the kid credit. I don't what know about if she Billie writes Billie Ellish. I'm not a fan. She's the counter sixty four of singers. Except yeah. for the musical part. She's this yeah. dull, bland goof, you know, just it's just, and the thing is, it's all an image. I saw a thing, I watched this gimmick of music a couple weeks ago on YouTube and they were talking about how these, about posers and Mm -hmm. like, Elish and her brother, they're supposed to come out of the bedroom and they did all this stuff on their own. So, their dad's paid like 10 grand a music producer. Her parents are multi-millionaires. Her mom has an album. It's not like they just came from the hood, Yo, They had connections all over the place, you know. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I mean, if you got talent, go for it. But I don't like it when someone comes up, like, out of nowhere, Glory Boy coming from nowhere with no hope, and they suddenly make it. That's a great story when it's true. But when it's not true, it makes you look like a jerk. That I don't Mm. like.
0: Now, uh, we we missed this on the show, but I did want to mention it before we wrap up. For those of you who are listening... You might know about Retro Rewind, their longtime friend and sponsor of the Amigos podcast, uh, and also the Cocoa Show. You can use promo code Amigos10 over at uh, Retro Rewind. Any amount of items in your cart, 15% off, Aaron, 15% off on Boxing Day. And only on Boxing Day, if you spend over $100, you will also get free shipping. You cannot beat that deal.
1: What a deal. Hey, let me ask you a question about Boxing Day. So, what is that? I know it's a holiday. What, what does that mean?
0: what's well, the day after christmas right and i think it w- i think traditionally um on christmas you i think that in in like the commonwealth in england and this is just this is just going off dim recollections of things that i've read traditionally it was not a gift giving day it was more of yeah. a day for celebration and then boxing day was actually the day where you gave the gifts
1: uh, that's where you take the gift with force that's mm-hmm. that'd be a better holiday. So it's got nothing to do with professional boxing, is what you're saying. Man,
0: I wish it did. That's when you get the boxing kangaroos and gorillas out.
1: I've been watching a lot of boxing on YouTube, but you probably noticed that. Yeah. Uh, and it's and it's all stuff from the 70s. Holy smokes, that was the best time for boxing, brother. It was great. So if there's a if there's a Canadian ho- uh, holiday to celebrate boxing, then I'm in. I think that's dandy. 15% and free shipping over 100 bucks. Holy smokes you got to get in on that. I, where's my checkbook, brother? I'm going to get on that myself. That's a good deal. RetroRewind.ca, Cod- man.
0: Happy Coding Uh, informs us that Boxing Day got its name from Queen Victoria, who decreed in 1800 that the country and the wealthy should box up presents for, or money for their maids, chefs, and housekeepers. Yeah. I'll Bam. be waiting
1: on my uh, boxed-up goodies to come from some rich guy. That's the way it should be. I like it's a good idea. The Queen. So what did Queen Victoria box up? Is what I want to know.
0: Oh, you don't know what what didn't she box up? She was the Queen boxer.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe she was. I don't know. We're off the rails. Take it home, boat.
0: Guys, thanks so much for listening. As always, if you'd like to leave us a question, head on over to our Discord server. If you'd like to become a member of our Discord community, patreon.com slash amigos podcast will get you there. Thank right. you so much for listening. We will see you next time. And until then,
1: Adios. adios.